Welcome to the Hypertech Podcast, where we weigh in on the latest in nerd and pop culture hype. We, 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 we are the We're the excited conversation we all have with our friends about the nerdy things we love and geek about. We, we are, are the Hypertech. I am the hype. What's up, everybody? Uh, this is Doug. Welcome to the Hypertech Podcast. I'm here, as always, with Isaac. Rudy and Jermaine. I can point now because we got cameras. Yes. Yo, yo. Uh, what's up? So. What's going on, Doug? Oh, what's you up? know, not much. Up to my Fuck normal. Fuck your niceties. What's up, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, up to my normal no good deeds. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> hey, you know I turned, uh, I turned lanes without a blinker, bro. Oh, don't. Oh, man, that's very, up? that's pretty villainous. What's up? <laughs> um, before we get started on our topic, though, as per usual... Uh, we got to go through our nerd actions for the week. Nerdy nap. Uh, anybody want to start? How do we nerd out this week? Uh, I, I, I finally got a chance to watch uh, Extraction 2. <gasps> oh, so I finally damn got, it. Got, got, got down list. to that. Shit. So, I mean, it was uh, pretty good, pretty good. Like, it, like, of course, if you like the first one, I, I will say you're going to like the second one, but. Is oh, he no, shirtless in this? <laughs> he he throws an axe. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> no, we'll go off on a tangent. Continue, Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> the action is good. The the uh, big extraction moment is good, and the ending was solid. I was I was very very thrilled with mm. the outcome of the movie. Okay, right on. So we'll see. But um, well, I was gonna say something, but it would, but it would be a spoiler, so I'm not gonna say anything. Please don't. But please don't. We don't have it anymore. Go watch it now. Hold on a second. Are you telling me that the actual title of the movie figures into what he's doing? Like, there's an actual extraction? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Not just oh, yeah. one, but two of them? Multiple extraction oh. moments. Extraction five, the visit to the dentist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shoot, but it's the same thing with, you know, uh, like the John Wick movies. Like, you know what you're going to get. That's cool. Yeah. I like a good good action, good good fighting and some shooting. Um <laughs> Pishum, pishum. Yeah. It's swell. It's yeah, pishum, super neat. Pishum. Rudy, <laughs> um, uh, me and Doug went to the uh, the pins and patches expo this weekend. Ah, I'm sorry, I missed it. Yeah, we got stickers. I'm not. You're annoying sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> sometimes. Um, no, like right. we went to we went to the pins and patches expo. We came back with stickers. Yeah, go figure. All it was. It, I was very impressed with it. Right? Wasn't it like bigger than like. I absolutely thought that if you threw a rock, you would never in a million years hit someone who made pins and patches professionally. And they managed to gather a very large subset of, of booths of all different people making their all their no, own like that, patches and pins. That, that little uh, uh, industry, whatever you want to call it, like it's very big, especially with stickers and um, pins. Like I know a lot of artists that's on like the social medias, you know, like Instagram. I feel like they sell more stickers than they do artwork. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's just one of those things. I feel like a lot more people, as in Isaac's water bottle here. Dude, is a I, yeah, I, I get so excited, by the way, when, like, you know, I fly FPV drones and I order my shit and I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh, stickers. And I have all my shit covered in stickers. I finally uh, put my, or covered my hydro flask in uh, stickers. I had it for the longest time mm-hmm. and I saw everyone doing it. And I had this thing, like, I have stickers, but it's like that permanence of, like, <laughs> Do I want to put it on yeah. something? <laughs> and especially something like a hydroflask that I could lose. Oh. I've always thought like, oh, maybe someday I'll have a, a cool desk or like a, a garage wall or something that I could split them on. Split them on. 
the fuck does split mean? Stop drinking. My my niece was like, oh my God, did you? Did you put a sticker on top of another sticker? Oh. On top of another sticker? It's like, yeah, she's like, <gasps> stickerception. Wow. Evil. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the, um, the Pen and the Patches Expo was really impressive. There was a lot of different art styles, a lot of, you know, of course there was anime, but, you know, video games and horror and all sorts of other, like, random things. Yeah, I, I'm sorry I missed it. I, I really wanted to go. But oh, I hope to go next year if, if it's there at Anaheim again. Oh, that was sure. going to be my question. Would you guys go back? Oh, yeah. That was, oh, yeah. That was oh, yeah. a cool couple hours, you know, in the afternoon. Yeah, obviously I love stickers. Yeah, I paid $5 for a, a butterscotch Snickers bar. It was okay. <laughs> Where was it from? I think, I think the guy said it was from India. I wanted to like check that out because I don't know if I don't know if he really knew his things. There's a place in LA that has like ex, like imported snacks that I want to go to. I'm gonna price I, that out. I, I I don't remember where it's at, but it 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 mm. might be Japan or or something like that. But they have like I'm exaggerating on the numbers, but like 50 million different flavors of Kit Kat. Yeah, uh, impossible. Is it Japan or is impossible. It China. I don't, I don't know. know. Like I don't want to mix one of them because I think what it is is the word Kit Kat sounds like God. Is it good luck? Oh, I should have looked all this up. I want to say the word Kit Kat sounds like good luck, so it became yeah. a thing where you would mail someone a Kit Kat to like mm. wish them either good luck or thank you or something like that, and then so it became such a cultural phenomenon that they came out with all these different. Flavors. We need some of those flavored Kit Kats out here because oh yeah, them things look bomb. These fun facts and more on the Hype Attack podcast. Yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's not go off about. I have snacks, a special order the uh, the sour panty Kit Kat flavor. It's, it's kind of get expensive. <laughs> Started to get expensive. Was that? <laughs> huh? I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up with one after. What the show. Uh, Isaac, how do you nerd out? Sour penny? Um, <laughs> man, uh, you know, I, I, I did a few things. I did a few things. Uh, I I definitely started watching uh, a few new things on streaming stuff. Uh, by the way, to the to my my anime fans, I'm gonna start watching Bleach. I'm gonna start watching Bleach as you should. Like, yeah, I'm gonna hold you to it. I don't know where the hell you've been. Not watching Bleach. Apparently. Uh, I On Netflix, I watched Tom Segura's new special called Sledgehammer. And if you're a fan of Tom Segura, he fucking ages like fine wine. Uh, I can say nothing else about it other than go see it immediately. Sledgehammer on Netflix. Uh, speaking of Netflix, I started watching Black Mirror. I finished the first episode today. And it, had, it was starring Anne Murphy from Schitt's Creek and um, Salma Hayek from just Salma Hayek being Salma Hayek. Uh, and they, they, they sort of like, t- uh, if you watched um, Black Mirror's, was it not Balderdash, um, Bandersnatch, they did some like real meta thing and they like ran with it in this show, which was, I thought, pretty clever because it kind of spoke about, spoke on like how your phone's listening to you and formulating algorithms and stuff. Anyways, Black Mirror, it's always good. I like it. Uh, and the reason why I missed the pins and, was it? Pins and patches. Pins and patches uh, was because I had a little videography gig i don't do it professionally i'm not great at it but you know somebody paid me a couple dollars to go do some like fucking videography stuff that was fun might as well to do yeah yeah and uh experience and you can put that on your resume i did a gig i don't have a resume it's like pest control and only fans you get it tattooed on your ass next to the smiley face i got i got i don't have space for it like, i have other things that are supposed to go on there okay Pros uh, and cons. weird to segue from there because i wanted to say today <laughs> it's my nephew's birthday <laughs> <laughs> speaking hey, of ass <laughs> 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 uh 
He won't ever listen to this, but I just wanted to give a shout out that it's uh, my nephew's birthday. He Happy is birthday. 10 years old. His name's Andre, and he's the Miles Morales to uh, me, the old fat Spider-Man. <laughs> We want to wish you a very right cheek birthday. <laughs> is it right cheek? Is that the happy one? <laughs> yeah, very right oh, cheek. Do I have to set that up? Okay, nobody knows. And I'm not going to show it on here. You have to go through my... Oh, I'm not on my Instagram. Excuse yeah. me. Excuse me. What an ass. You are set. <laughs> the camera's on you. So nobody knows this. And, and if, you DM me, if you DM me, maybe I'll show you a picture of Steve-O with my tattoos. Uh, years ago, I got some tattoos on my uh, behind cheeks of a smiley face and... <laughs> A sad face. I'm sorry, your behind cheeks? <laughs> uh, my behind cheeks. <laughs> the gluteus. You're They're just as good as his front cheeks. Glutes. <laughs> Move on. Gluteus minimus. What are we talking about today? Uh, Move, on. Out. Uh, Move on. Uh, real quick, I, I did all sorts of... I finally beat Diablo 4, which is super no fun. No shit. How yeah. many hours did you put into that? I don't even know. I did it really casually. I mean, some, most people had that campaign beat quickly. I was kind of just going bullshit. through it. Bullshit. I did a lot of little side hours. quests and stuff. What? Yeah, I said bullshit. You have to know your hours. I don't know. I've never been one to... I guess I can go like type it in or whatever and see what the hours Hit pause. Are. Go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then I started playing a new VR game called Synapse, which is fun. It's like first person... Or it's like a roguelite, and you got a gun, you got telekinesis powers, which is like... That's the best VR thing, when you can start like lifting people up and shooting them or grabbing a thing and exploding it. Like, oh, that's, physics is fun. Yeah. Messing with physics is fun. Yeah. Uh, then I've, I watched this anime from 2006 called Paprika. Um, I think uh, it was a lot of uh, Inception. A lot of uh, Inception got a lot of inspiration from Paprika, and it was a really good movie. I suggest. Yeah, there's a handful of that. other movies that get inspiration from anime. Yeah, like uh, and Get everything, Out. They did the uh, everything, everything, everything. Yeah, okay. everything. Yeah, <laughs> but like, the general <laughs> audience probably hadn't seen it. So then a director can come on and be like, "Look at this cool shit I'm doing." <laughs> anime does anime. cool stuff. Yeah, um, Matrix. Then, you're welcome. I finally started watching this last season of Doom Patrol, and. Uh, I, I mean, it, it started that. last year. Uh, um, I think they're still doing one more, or they're like the second half of this season. But I finally started watching it. I love that show. Was there, there was like a weird hiatus? Yeah. Uh, I got to go back and see if I've finished it or not. There was zombie butts. No, damn Instead it. of the wear butts, there's zombie butts now. Which I love the fact that they're just dealing with like butts. Because you know what? In these superhero things, it could be anything, right? Ninja, zombie, robot, aliens. Who cares? Just make it butts. Like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. They're fighting something. Anyway, the other thing uh, that we did all did this weekend is we got together to celebrate an episode, uh, the 10th episode. <laughs> an a episode. milestone, yes. Yeah. 10 episodes all For together. Us. Yeah, uh, and we went to a new brewery that's here in Anaheim called Villains Brewery. And uh, it was good. Good beer, good Good food and the setting, like they had a lot good of murals. Yeah, the great artwork, artwork was really, really good. A villain. So yeah. one dude, uh, he was he was presently uh, spray painting mm -hmm. Vader. Yeah, on on one of the the doors. So Should I think he wrapped it up in like two days. If yeah. we haven't if we hadn't already uh, posted those pictures to Instagram, we'll put those on the hypotech. Yeah. yeah, I haven't posted my Instagram. Oh yeah, because I know sure. I know Doug's posted some pictures. I don't know if mm -hmm. we posted the main account yet. Oh yeah, just so everyone I put can see. On mine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so while there, we realized a, a great topic of conversation here on uh, the podcast would be villains, fairies, villains. Oh, villains, villains. I thought we were talking about fantasy stuff. No, 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 no just just villains. Oh, I wasn't prepared. Yeah, yeah. very I, I straightforward segue. <laughs> like nothing fancy there. <laughs> no, I like that though. Villains, yeah. love them, hate them. What do you think? I love them. There's so much to like. I was thinking about villains a lot these past couple of days. Um, 
And there's so much to Kitchen it. Like there's the there's a lot like especially with the different types of um, platforms or genres that we're dealing with where like, you know, a normal movie, I say normal being like a singular movie would have that one good strong villain. But then when you get into IPs or franchises or comic books or something like that, you're dealing with a villain that's going to be there, that's going to be present. And I think that's it's a very different kind of thing. I just thought that was really interesting. And I think that's why like when we brought up talking about villains. My first thought was instantly like comic book villains, Luther and, and Joker and stuff like that. Cause it's like, these are villains that are there. They're present for years versus, you know, a singular story. But sometimes those guys stand out a lot too. Mm-hmm. Hans Gruber, Billy, the butcher. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a little slow on that one. But you know, I mean like one I thought of, um, that maybe people don't really think too much of as a villain really would be like, the shark from Jaws. Yeah, no, that is a good villain. Mm-hmm. Like scary, taking people oh, yeah, out. Some, I mean, it's not necessarily good. evil or anything like that, but it was like that's a scary villain because it had a it had a purpose other than to just eat. Can you can you really call that a villain as opposed to a force of nature? Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, oh man, I'm not ready for it. I know. Yes. I, I I saw Jaws on the on the villains list I was looking up earlier, but like, but I, have I, you I seen Jaws? Just, it just gave me the question. Like, can you really call that? Okay, so have I looked seen- up. The definition. Okay. Uh, according to dictionary.com, uh, we have two definitions. Uh-huh. One is a cruelly malicious person who is involved in or devoted to wickedness or crime. So that's like your very standard villain. Person. Or a, <gasps> a character in a play, novel, or the like who constitutes an important evil agency in the plot. Okay. Sharks so are people too. That's, that's So that's pretty. that's where something like, like Jaws, the shark, you know, becomes a villain to that story. Right. But the fact that he was also killing indiscriminately kind of makes him a villainous shark. He wasn't just eating. Oh, no. He knew exactly. what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce. Was fun. it revenge or something? Did they ever establish? Or am I just no, like applying? No revenge. Just straight up killing. Which yeah, I, I guess murderous. that's a good question. Do you guys like your villains um, to just be straight up evil? Like just killing for the sake of killing or martyr? It depends on the story. It does. And, you know, uh, how he interacts with the hero like it's the Why hero it be and villain to make make the don't. story <laughs> but it's just one of those things like i don't need him to be you know you know just this uh murderous character that you know, that just does things just to do things but you just have to have some type of you know oomph to to your character to make you know me look at this guy or you know whatsoever and just be like that's menacing or just straight up, you know, evil and conniving and all that kind of things that make like a proper villain. Right on. Who would you say is your favorite villain, Jermaine? We'll start with you. That, that question is going to get asked around. But. <laughs> oh, no. One of my favorite. I don't have an answer either. So. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite villains as of right now, like I don't have like a top, but one of my favorites has to be Frieza from Dragon Ball Z. Because he's just like he's like just villainous and mean and just just evil. Like you know, he'll destroy you with no mercy. But then he says like the most ridiculous things, or he's like just comedy, like how he reacts to certain things. Like if you watch the uh, Broly, <laughs> uh, the Broly movie, uh, and Broly's dad was there while everybody was fighting and everything was getting destroyed, and and he has this 
uh, the, the the character Broly, like he's fighting the good guys, Goku and, and Vegeta, and he wants Broly to get stronger, you know, because saying when they get like emotional or some thing of of, enraged. of 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 stress happens to enrage them, they get like stronger. So Frieza's asshole ass was sitting <laughs> next to. <laughs> Next to Broly's dad, and like I said, while everything was being destroyed, he just pulled out his little evil laser finger and just shot his dad in the chest. And he was like, "Oh no, Broly! Look, they killed your father!" <laughs> and Broly just just got into this berserk mode, like, <laughs> and, and just went like like ape ape shit. But it's just that little nonsense shit that he does yeah. I, I, I fucking love that shit so much like it makes me smile but I'm like you're such a, a little disregard bit. for his, for yeah, his like, like, fellow fo- yeah, people's feelings it it makes me laugh but like I said I'm like you're such a fucking little bitch I hate you and love you at the same time <laughs> so he's he's definitely one of my uh, favorite villains and because of him is why I call a lot of people monkeys to this day even though it's it's not a racial thing because the Saiyans turn into these big apes mm-hmm. and he's always looks at him, he's like you monkeys <laughs> <laughs> so it's just one of those things like I, I've always felt a little uncomfortable with that <laughs> especially when you say it because you say it a lot you dumb monkey I'm like yeah, dumb monkey. <laughs> can you still say that and, then, and me and Doug are sitting back there white I like <laughs> oh man I can't even comment on it I don't know but me and my friend Trey <laughs> Me, me and my buddy Trey, we can say that. <laughs> you say that all the time too, with me. Um, so, so you bring up something that uh, else, else I thought about is like some of these villains—they're so evil, but because they're so funny or cool or something like mm-hmm. that, you kind of start to like them. Like Darth Vader, right? Mm-hmm. He's like the great example of like this villain that is a badass that we all like. But he slaughtered children. I mean, like even more even, badass, dude. <laughs> Like irredeemable stuff. Who doesn't want to punch a kid sometimes? No, I'm <laughs> and you I, watching Andre? I'll punch you, bro. Happy birthday! Ten punches. It's <laughs> <is> coming. <laughs> and I think that's true with like a lot of comic book uh, villains too. It's like there's very few that you actually just like. God, I hate this this guy. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they want to sell toys and stuff too. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I would <laughs> even it's think, always the money. Um, Going like some somewhere maybe completely different is the heel characters in wrestling, professional wrestling. Mm. I think it's interesting because like you go back to older wrestling, and the heels like got booed. You hated those heels, mm. but now I think because people have a bigger understanding of, of the industry, like even the characters that are supposed to be the heels that were mm-hmm. supposed to boo, I think a lot of people end up liking because they're the more entertaining mm-hmm. character out there or something like that. So it it's fascinating. Writers of shows and movies have always said it's more fun to write for bad guys for villains. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like yeah. the good guys have their rules and stuff. I mean, not to say that villains don't have some rules, but for the most part, like it's it's more you fun get to write to do for what bad you guy. want. Like, Absolutely. Like, like in, a, in in a sense, when you're writing these things, like you get to live out that evil side of yourself. In a sense, like what would you do in this situation? Oh, I'll rip your fucking face off, <laughs> you know, or, or you know, whatever. Well, also, you know, you look at something like comic books where Superman has essentially been the same character for, what, uh, 80 years, 75 years now or something like Math that? Math checks out. I don't know, something around that. <laughs> that's, that's probably more than 80 like, now. They're not allowed to change him that much or his supporting heroic cast. But villains, they get to introduce one every 
month or every six months or something like that. Whenever mm-hmm. a story arc gets finished, so well for Superman, it took eighty whatever plus years for him to snack one, snap one person's neck. But uh, I think there was uh, what's her name, Gail Simone, comic book writer. She did like Deadpool and Batgirl mm-hmm. and Secret Six and stuff like that. Uh, I think once on Tumblr, she was commenting on how one of the reasons why so many villains ended up being uh, people of color or other marginalized groups is because villains were the only new characters that they were allowed to create Mm -hmm. because you you couldn't, it was very hard to create a new hero. But again, every other week or every other month you're creating a new villain. And as the, the writers and the people behind the scenes became more diverse, the characters that they created were more diverse, but that was mostly villains. But then you also end up with that awkwardness of, all the villains are people that look different. <laughs> and then, of course, then you get into, <laughs> yeah. like, we need to start making heroes, mm-hmm. you know, more diverse, too. But well, well, I do have a question. Since you asked about, you know, favorite villains, does, does anybody have a villain that they hated when they were younger, but now that you're older and you watch, you know, this particular thing or read this particular thing, you're like, I kind of like that guy, <laughs> but he's just a villain. Damn it, that's a good question. I wish I have fuck. It wasn't really like younger to older, but when DC introduced Superboy Prime, mm-hmm. I hate he was such a whiny little <laughs> bitch. I hated him. And and he had like Superman's power, so he was very powerful. He was like being a dickhead. And but then when I read that he was created to basically represent the whiny fanboy mm-hmm. that complains about everything changing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. I kind of like Superboy yeah. Prime now. Because because wasn't Superboy Prime, like he's supposed to be more powerful than Superman because he's from that era he, of when Superman had like the ridiculous he was overpowered. From a, he was from a world where I think he was the only hero. Mm-hmm. And so he was this Superboy on this planet and he read comic books that like the comic books he read were all these characters that were on earth uh, mm-hmm. one or whatever they're calling it at that time. So he was from earth prime where there was just, just him. And so he was super powerful and he read all these comic books. And then, so when he got sucked into the, the main earth of the DC universe and saw everything was different and changing, he got all mad because they weren't the comic <laughs> books that he was reading. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's great. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good meta villain right there. Ballsy of DC to just like, right. We're going to make a character that represents all the people that are in our comment section. <laughs> and he's going to be a whiny bitch. But he ended up in like the Sinestro core with like Cyborg Superman and like that huge, awesome Green Lantern story. And, mm. But uh, I want to go a little a little back to, you know, when you were like defining villains. Right. I think what makes a good villain is, yeah, it depends on the story. Right. But overall, <clears throat> because good guys have their set rules their their code i don't kill i don't whatever um a good what make i think what makes a good villain is that they are almost like a perfect opposite i mean barring like flash reverse flash you know not that on the nose mm-hmm. uh complete opposite but, but the whole idea is is that juxtaposition of contrasting but complementing them so that it's not they, they not that villain is 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 supposed to be there to challenge either their uh, to provide a physical challenge or to provide like a mental or moral challenge you know so just like in generally speaking i think that is what makes a good villain is where it's written in such a way where it it really does challenge that that good guy 
mm-hmm. you know, test their morals, test their strengths and, and everything, exploit their, exploit their weaknesses. However, that may come. Yeah, like a perfect example that would probably be Joker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he's one of those villains that you look at like in 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 my world and my universe. I know like a lot of people look at probably like Darth Vader, you know, or maybe the Joker. And that's probably where the scale is. But it's it's yeah. You know, you had Vader that, you know, or Anakin at the time, you know, he killed, you know, younglings and all that stuff and what he did. But the Joker, man, like he's on another level like he's just the things that he does and the reasoning behind what he does it's like you don't understand to a degree but until he you know shows you why he did that sometimes but just just him just murdering robin with like the crowbar shooting batgirl and it's just these things and what he did to commissioner gordon Having having showing him pictures, you know, of his daughter, you know, mm. all this stuff. Like like, it's it's that's on another level. Like he's like for me, I, I would probably say he's the top of the top. Well, Joker kind of gets a double whammy because he is he's so evil, evil and and just generally a bad person. Mm-hmm. And like he's like random and good, but it also fulfills that like second part of what makes a good villain is it allows for good storytelling oh yeah and mm-hmm. i think that's kind of the thing is like mm-hmm. you can have an evil crazy villainous person mm-hmm. but if he doesn't contribute to the plot in an interesting way then he's kind of worthless like he might yeah. be cool in our heads or something mm-hmm. like that but um joker I, I think a lot of the bat what do they call the villain collections uh rogue squad uh rogue mm-hmm. rogue gallery rogue gallery thank you uh, I think a lot of the Batman's Rose Gallery, all of them allow for great storytelling, which will, I think, make his villains always just top top notch. Sorry. There, I mean, there's some villains uh, for Batman that are, they're like, you know, sort of redeemable people like Mr. Freeze and, you know, Penguin's more of a mobster. So, you know, they're just, they're like, I would, I would chalk them up as like bad guys, maybe for, you know, scientific mishap reasonings and things like that. Well, in the world of comic books, oh, I'm sorry. In the world of comic books, like, they're not trying to, take over the universe of the world like so many right. other villains are this is very much more grounded which, which is where, which is what's interesting what i love actually about uh batman's villains mm-hmm. is that it's not this like world ending uh catastrophe of these world ending catastrophes with all these movies coming out i kind of i'm sort of tired of like and this one thing's going to end the world i'm like yeah 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 it happened across the world it was going to end a bunch of times whatever even speaking of doom control they sort of like go yeah yeah the world's always ending right yeah yeah whether it be zombie butts or you know, ultra dimensional beings. But the thing about the Joker, what makes him fantastic is not just that he has no line. It's because that's like, a, that's a big sandbox to play mm-hmm. to play in. Right. You can do anything and everything, but it's that he chooses to do things so meticulously, specifically to push that uh, protagonist's, Boundaries. So oh, yeah, like, he wants to get them to the brink. Like, like he for, wants them to get to that edge of whatever it is that their code is. So yeah, he they, wants to see they being Batman and being his main code of not killing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to quote, yeah, the Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger Joker in the Dark Knight. He's like, if you want this to stop, you're going to have to break your one rule. You're going to have the killing. 
you know, and kind of showed like you know people. It, it's the I mean I don't know if it's the reason why he's called the Joker, but you know it's sort of a play on like oh yeah you have your I'm not gonna do the fucking accent the whole, the person impersonation <laughs> the whole time, but it's like you have society has all of their rules, all of their morals, mm-hmm. and he shows them how much of a joke that they are for thinking that they're safe and their little made up constructs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then, you know, turns it on its end and shows them that they're wrong. So what, what I love yeah. about the, the chaos dark, is chaos is always like just right it's there. It's just right there. I feel like most people are fighting over toilet paper in 2020. Oh yeah. Like most sake. Batman villains do, <laughs> get up a day. Do you guys think, do you guys think that most Batman villains mm-hmm. had just that one bad day? <laughs> that just like turned them. Yeah, that just made them just go. Probably because I can see Gotham being that city. Yeah, it'd just be one of those things that they just went through something and they're like, I can't take this anymore. A little bit of an offshoot. Speaking of like the just the one bad day, you guys ever seen that Michael Douglas movie Falling Up? No. Or is it no. just Falling Down? Falling Up is a child's love falling, falling Down. You seen it? Yeah. Oh man, talk about one just one bad day. That's like <laughs> that's a good de-evolution of of just a person. So. Sorry, was there more you wanted? No. Nope. Okay, sorry. Um, so you brought up how the Batman villains have like a redeemable characteristic a little bit to Some it. of them. Yeah. Um, I guess that's like the, a good question. So I, prior to this, I had asked my friend about villains, and he brought up Hannibal Lecter, which, you know, <laughs> Hannibal Lecter eats people, right? That's, that's scary. But he also brought up how I guess... Some women would think that's a plus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he... Uh, also brought up how, I guess in, in the later works, they revealed his backstory and how he, I think Nazis made him eat his sister and he found it delicious and this and that. And it kind of, where did they, did they reveal that? It must've been in, in the shows, in the show, right? Or in shows or something. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. My friend was just saying this. Anyway, it brought up, like, I guess it, it caused a lot of issues because he went from just this evil guy that ate people to like, oh, there's a psychological damage that happened because of Nazis and mm-hmm. I guess maybe a little more sympathetic. <laughs> and it's and not his fault he's eating people. I guess that it, that's the question is like should they create a kink? Like in him? should <laughs> should the villains I got a bucket eat does it make a better villain if there are if there is sympathy or understanding or and, and I wrote that down also alongside with like an origin story for a bad guy. Yeah. Rudy and I were talking about the Joker movie, which I loved, but I also hated the fact that they made the Joker something that we kind of understood. I think there's different types of villains. Um, I mean, if, again, if I want to generalize it, because they, they are, uh, these villains are specific to either their property or their, their good guy, their hero, you know, but so just in, in generalities, um, there, there's a few types of, of villains and there's not like an actual list or nobody studied it, but I was just sort of thinking about it. There's, there's like the villain that you sympathize with, like, like Thanos. We go, you know what? I kind of get it. You know, <laughs> there's like, which kind of goes alongside with like the, the, the one who's doing it for revenge mm-hmm. for whatever reason, the good guy slighted them. Uh, oh, that would be like Iron Man three. You know what I'm talking about? That movie. Oh, when Iron Man, uh, erase from when he head. named the villains in the beginning of the movie and <laughs> where he was going through anxiety and all that stuff, but it was like the three people or whatever that did him dirty or that he did dirty or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just sort of like passed off this one guy. Played yeah, by they guy passed Pierce. off all these people, but it was so dumb 
because it was they had the the Mandarin in there was yeah. was, was supposed to be the villain, but then it was revealed that it was the three people that Tony Stark was talking about in the beginning. I was like, oh my god! Yeah. But, who apparently yeah. breathe fire. <laughs> yeah. But no, so there, there's that, and then there's like your Joker characters, which are like the anarchists, the mm-hmm. the the being bad just to be bad for fun because it feels good. And then there's your delusional people, you know, maybe like Hannibal Lecter who uh, had a he had a tough childhood, so he's going to eat people, or you know, I don't know, I, I can't really name anybody off the top of my head, but like just somebody who's just altogether just delusional. Maybe they I do think have a good one. I do have a good one. Yeah, go ahead. Unbreakable. Glass. That's a good one. Delusional one. That's a glass. great one. That when when I found that out, that's probably one of his best movies. M Night. <laughs> Don't you touch Avatar ever again? Oh <laughs> but, fuck! But but talk about your villains. But anyway, <laughs> I know he he made all us fans villains. But but Unbreakable. That that whole movie was just a masterpiece. I'm gonna call that movie that. It was a masterpiece, and and when you find out, like you get these two guys' stories, and you're sitting there and you're steady, just watching it, and and then you're sitting there, <clears throat> you're like, oh man, like he, like he's making this guy realize like who he really is, you know, even though he had these moments in his life, but he didn't think anything of it, you know, he just thought, you know, I was just doing these things, like it was my adrenaline you know when he ripped the car door off you know and, and and all these things and then he started to like work out and he started to put the weights on and then he just kept putting the weights on and, and you know and it just that's a fun scene by the way yeah like it's just one of those things like where you bruce willis delivery it's just a perfect like not simple little story but it was just done well it wasn't you know no you know big special effects it wasn't like a marvel movie yeah. you know anything like that but when he shook his hand because you know that was the what the heck was his name like the, I forget the, the but Bruce Bruce Willis's character I know he was like a security guard but I don't yeah. remember what it what it was but anyways he could like bump into people and you know kind of feel like like what's good or bad yeah yeah like 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 what's happening you know like did they do something or yada 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 you'll have but a when, seizure if he taps Doug <laughs> <laughs> but man but when he touched him so many handles been just done. Jesus. It was just one of those things like where you just watch it and you're like, oh my God, he did all that. What a twist. Just to find you because of because of his life. Yeah. Yeah. Because of what he was going through, you know, Mr. Glass. And it was just one of those things. You know, and he was like, you know how you know how I knew I was the villain? It's like what the kids called me. You know, I was I was like, that's so fucking perfect. Yeah. But he's one of those villains, like you're just like Damn, like that's that was heavy when you found out what he really was. Because for him, he he was like, um, you know, he had all his weaknesses, but he was a really smart, smart dude. Mm-hmm. And when he discovered Bruce Willis, I mean, not that not that this is like an unbreakable breakdown, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was it was that once he discovered that that person existed, mm-hmm. I guess because he he thought like, if I exist, yeah, then my then, counterpart then has to exist. There's somebody else out there that's. And, and, completely opposite and, and his yeah. delusional mind he's like because we exist exactly, we have to be good exactly. and bad and I was like Whoa. and it was just that it's a good villain man money money movie I'm gonna watch that this weekend <laughs> <laughs> that was Samuel L. Jackson as Elijah Price mm-hmm. Bruce Willis as David Dunn there you go oh. thank you Rudy quick on keys oh, yeah. wait don't you mean Samuel L. Jackson as Anthony Davis no I'm kidding <laughs> 
Wow. Sports joke. That's a Lakers. (laughs) So, Rudy, we haven't heard much from you. What's your thoughts on villains? You know who I really like, who I think gets kind of a raw deal? Lex Luthor. Oh, yeah. Because he's next on my list. He's... The little crab baby? (laughs) Yes, but he's like... He's smart. Men in red capes. He's, in the sky. he's almost he's almost on Batman's level of intelligence. Yeah. Like just, you know And money. You know, ge- genius wise, you know, you know, he uses that to, to make money and just Same ego. The yeah, the ego, the <laughs> the inferiority complex that he has for Superman and just the fact that he's a villain which that ninety percent of the time they have to lose. Like as much as they challenge the hero, as much as they, you know, get him to that point where they're about to break him. The hero always, most of the time, usually has to come back and win. So he's, he's constantly, you know, throwing bitch fits. Like, ah, I'm be Superman. Like, <laughs> just, but his character is so Otis. fucking compelling. <laughs> Otisville. And like, like the, the animated series, like I love that version of Lex Luthor. Um, the Smallville version of Lex Luthor was, was Smallville pretty good. Smallville money. Um, yeah. He's not my favorite, but I think he, he's definitely up there. Honorable wrenching. Like, you know, potential, like to be like well, just a really good character. But if you take him out of the Superman universe and like just build a story around him, I think it would be a really he's a he's really compelling story. One of the few DC villains that I think could transcend just Superman. Like I think almost any of the DC teams or heroes could go up against Luther, and it'd be an interesting story because yeah. Luther is not mm-hmm. above hiring help or, or like bringing in someone else to do his work for him or becoming president of the United States. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I think that that makes Luther really interesting because, you know, you take some of the other villains and try to put them into another comic mm-hmm. or something like that. It doesn't always work because they are meant to be opposites of each other. Oh yeah. But Luther is someone that I think you can put in against any he's, of them. He's just one of those characters that when he looks at Superman, he's like, how dare you fucking exist? Yeah. Exactly. Like, and that's the like, thing how, about him. Like, how how dare you exist? And then also, how dare you exist on Earth? He's mm-hmm. like, if there was any Superman, it should be me. Yeah. That, like, I'm borderline delusional. How dare that you are not me? Yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> the audacity. But it's just one of those things. <clears throat> this is also my, my my question with Lex Lex Luthor. If Superman didn't exist, would he be a villain? I think in the uh, capitalistic scum uh, of the earth kind of way, yes. I think he would do whatever it took to make the money that he yeah, that he'd he'd have. be completely self-absorbed. And because but now, I see that he always the like he wants kind of to villain. do. Yeah, <laughs> he wants mankind Thanks, to be better. IPhones. Like he wants mankind to be better, but mm-hmm. but he wants mankind to be better because of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not he because wants notoriety. Of mankind, like ego. yeah, like yeah. he he wants that. But just because Superman exists, like he can't have that. He wants mankind to be, you know, ascendant. But he, at the same time, he wants to be the apex of humanity. Yeah, he wants to do that, and that burns him so that he's and, and, not that. And I think that's why um, Jesse Eisenberg, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. his portrayal of Luther. I know it made a lot of people mad, but because of that, mm-hmm. I think I love it kind an of eccentric Luther. Well, it fits Luthor. because we live in a world right now with young, you know, tech guys that essentially want to be the the hero that saves the world that changes the world mm-hmm. the way we look at the world and like that's what you were just describing like luther wanting and so that portrayal of him i think just fits in today's storytelling or in today's world you know what i mean you oh know yeah I'm definitely yeah, like yeah, yeah, I'm 
package for Motor definitely. Tanks. He, yeah. he definitely for so for me as far as like favorite villains, he he definitely was an honorable mention, and I was really I wanted to do like at least for me like a top three, um, and I wanted them to be significantly different. Mm-hmm. Um, and Luther again, he was he was up there as an honorable honor, honorable mention, but for me, somebody that has like a big ego and and it's like you know he's mad because that Superman isn't him is like, it's kind of silly and said on that borderline delusional. But for me, I, like I mentioned before, I love the Joker. What's that? <laughs> oh, no, I'm waiting to see your, uh, is I love the Joker for all the reasons I mentioned before, because it's, he really does anything and everything he can do. Uh, it crosses those lines and he doesn't have a lot of money, but he is outsmarts the world's greatest detective, you know? And, and, uh, Al in the injustice storyline, he, I mean, it's spoiler alert. Uh, he makes Superman kill Lois and removes that reason for Superman to be good. Fuck, you know, and Superman's supposed to be unbreakable. Uh, but so Joker's my top one and he's fun, just altogether fun. I love eccentric villains and then opposite of eccentric, but a more uh, you can sympathize with them. Thanos. No, not because of his Thanos chopper. The comic, book, <laughs> the comic book version, or the uh, cinematic version. The cinematic version, uh, because of that reason, uh, that vexes me. That I know, I that. know. I'm sorry, but again, like I said before, and it's it's uh, no no surprise to anybody that I don't I don't read comics and I don't I'm not familiar with like those comic book storylines. So I'm familiar with uh, either what Wikipedia shows me, what you guys tell me, or what I'm seeing in the movie theaters. But as far as like the villain in that movie, it's still it's still an interesting depiction of of a villain of Thanos because his of his reasoning of like yeah we're overpopulated and what are you gonna do you're gonna do you're gonna make money you're gonna grow food he's like you know no we're I'm gonna do everyone a favor and this and it's kind of semi delusional but we're gonna get rid of half the people half the people but then all the people bang then you just bring all the people right back yeah and I like that the subsequent <laughs> shows uh, that kind of show what world what. Uh, everything has been like mm. uh, mid snap and then post snap. That that's been my favorite part of all the mm. post in game Avengers or Marvel stuff. But I will say, Thanos in the MCU has an advantage over I think any villain that we're going to see in any any of the comic book uh, movies is the fact that those two movies were essentially about him. Yeah, he was the main character because they weren't introducing any new heroes. Like we already we already got. Iron Man story and Captain America story and all that. So he, we got a lot of development for him just in those two movies and they, they had teased him. So again, he wasn't some new person that we were just getting introduced for introduced to. So it just, it allowed for just so much more mm-hmm. and it made him really stand out and it was very well done. And it is an interesting character and well portrayed by Josh Brolin. And lastly, thirdly, uh, Magneto. Yeah. The reason why I love Magneto as a villain is because, you know, other than Thanos where you're like, well, okay, there's some delusion and there's some ego in there. Um, Magneto, as far as I'm aware of, I, you really can sympathize with him because of his, his Jewish backstory of being in the concentration camps and surviving it. And, you know, uh, X-Men is sort of, um, you know, uh, what's the, what's the word? Uh, it's like a parallel. It's a kind of cautionary tale. It's oh yeah. It's it, it's it's you know sort it's of an a, analogy for race race th- relations exactly. So it's an and it's it's an analogy 
uh, for racism, right? So not only does Magneto have to deal with like literal racism of being Jewish and having been in a concentration camp, but also being a mutant. Yeah. So it's it's like a double whammy, mm-hmm. and and you you look at it, and, and you know when you watch his story depicted in in uh, the Fox movies, like when he's played by Michael Fassbender, I I love the emotion that he conveys and the conversations and the arguments that he has with his dear friend. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's gonna, it's always gonna be that um, perfect example of like kind of wanting the same goals. That's it. Yeah. But different path to those. I love the fact that, and to be friends with your, your protagonist. Yeah. But it's because (laughs) it's because of who professor X and Magneto were based off of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Oh, fascinating. So that's what they're... Wow. So I got chills a bit. Magneto is by any means necessary. Yep. And Professor X is that, you know, Martin Luther King, you know, the hope, mm-hmm. the dream, we can. And that's why I like those two characters. But Magneto is one of my favorite villains of all time, just because of his origin story, where he came from. And it's the fact that he's looking at the mutants like my people. Mm-hmm. AKA like the Jews, you know, we will never let that happen again, no matter what. Yeah. And it's just one of those things. I'm like, mm. like that hits me in my, my, my heart. The shame about it all is, you know, we're approaching a hundred years since the concentration camps. I mean, not quite yet. I know we're like at 80 something, but did they no, happen no, really? Um, <laughs> wow. You son of a bitch. I knew it. Wow. I knew he would. Way to get us flagged, uh, flagged right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, you know what? Total jokes. I can't believe people even <laughs> doubt any of that shit. Yeah. It fucking enrages me. Continue. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're approaching a point where it's like they're going to need to retcon or figure something out to have the fact that Magneto and Professor X are still alive. I think they are doing it in the, in the comics right now where uh, there's I don't I don't remember technically what it is, but there's something that that's extending uh people's lives like when they die within the marvel universe or or, or just the x-men but i know sinister did did something where he has clones of all these people oh yeah so when they die they can powers. come back and all this stuff and they have their uh memory but it's just one of those things like i always thought just a little short 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 story about a new age magneto i always thought that it could be interesting if 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 you wanted to bring um Magneto into this day and age and and not have him quote not have him linked to the concentration camp but have his family of course you know they were in the concentration camp mm. like 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 the legacy you know yes he's still a Jew but you guys remember Bishop Bishop was in the future oh and he had the M you yeah. know on, on his eye you know they got branded you know being mutant so I always thought that it would be interesting if Magneto was in the not not particularly that that same, but if they brought the mutant quote unquote concentration camp mm-hmm. and he was put in there and he had to liberate all his, you know, yeah. uh m- mutants but brotherhood. But he also has that l- legacy thing that happened to, you know, his family. And that's why he's like, you know, we can't have this happen again. And and it would kind of be cool to see Magneto with an M on his. Oh yeah, that's that, a good take be, on it. Yeah, that'd be kind of Marvel. Come at me, bro. Yeah, because you can't. You're gonna get to the point where you're doing so many like these reboots. Like, how many times is X Men gonna be rebooted? And everyone's gonna go, "What's 
<laughs> What's that? What are Nazis? Yeah, I hope I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, you hope some of our history books. forget, and like examples will never come back again. But and the villain this whole time yeah. was the internet. <laughs> I saw a T-shirt today that just said, "History size then repeats itself." I think the Onion was selling that. It's good stuff. Nice. Um, you know. I really, I really wanted to try to think of more villains beyond the comic book world, but comic books just have great, great villains. And I think one interesting thing that comic books allow, because we do have these decades and decades of stories, is they can allow those villains that are just the alternate reality, the alternate, the evil alternate reality. Because like that wouldn't work like in a normal movie. I mean, I guess they've tried it, but it's not the same as there's an evil Superman or there's an evil Batman. Mm. Cause these are these heroes that we know for so long. And so to get an evil version, like we know what to expect. And so like, that's one advantage that comic books have, but also like, because again, we have all this growth of the characters, the cities that these people make. Mm-hmm. So I think about like the court of owls as like such a good comic book villain group, because I know, after I know all- the court of owls, but you might want to preface. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to okay. get into it. I'll shut the fuck up right now. I'm sorry. Um, Because, you know, after all these years of learning about Gotham and, and learning how much Batman and the Batman family, like know every nook and cranny of, of Gotham. They, you know, the, this, the Waynes have been part of this world. Like, and then to find out that, no, there's a whole other level of Gotham that even Batman doesn't know about. And it's the court of owls and there's a history to it all. And it's like the secret thing. And like, there's always like, uh, folk folklore like fairy tales told mm. about the court of owls i that's, love that aspect by the way yeah and that's something that i think works specifically with comic books because again we've had decades of learning about this city and then to find out like oh i mean like i said they could do something like that in a movie but it, it doesn't hit as hard as when we find out like oh there's all this going on that even batman doesn't know about like that makes it kind of fun I thought they were going to cover that in the Batman. I think that's the we're setting it up. There was rumors that that was going to be the plans for the second Pattinson movie, but they're also bringing it. in the Joker. Yeah, they're working on that. And then what's his name is returning as the Joker. Irish uh, fella. Yeah, because he was he was in the like the last scene right in Arkham talking to the Riddler. So I think they've confirmed he's coming back for the Joker. So I don't know if they're going to do a Court of Owls. It would almost be interesting, like if they plan on doing multiple of these movies to like mm-hmm. start seeding that court in. Cause I think that's, that's how they work the best. Other like classic villains, like wicked, the wicked witches from wizard of Oz, the wicked witch. I wanted to bring that like, up so, too. My mom was so scared of her. I think she still is. <laughs> yeah. Classic, classic villains were, were really interesting because they were just bad to be bad They They didn't for the most part, as far as I'm concerned, um, they didn't really have a backstory. Well, other than uh, well, afterwards they had Wicked, the oh, yeah, show, they, yeah, the they movie. provided the backstory. Yeah. And I was like, okay, there's a backstory. I get it. And Disney's kind of doing that now, or, or they did it the once with uh, Maleficent, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's <laughs> it's those things where you, where you go like, I, I don't know if I need or want a, a backstory of this villain where it's like, well, now I sympathize with them. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's an interesting take, but I don't know if I need that often. Like if you can't tell it in the original story, it feels like a money grab to me. Yeah. That's oh, just yeah, me. Definitely. But the, those classic Disney villains. Disney money though, grab? <laughs> they can hear you. <laughs> across yeah, we're the close street. Enough. Yeah, we're close. Too close. Too close. Shit. 
Man, the Disney had some. I mean, like I think about Scar a lot. Like, man, Scar mm. was Scar was a bad dude. Mm. Killing Mufasa. There was this that this, sad scene, this, Simba. This little uh, kind of like fan fan theory about Scar. So you know how he kills Mufasa. <gasps> spoilers. Mm-hmm. But when Simba came back and went to go talk to him, he's messing with the lion skull, and everybody thinks that that lion skull is. Mufasa's oh, skull. So it's one of those things like oh, that's just to make Scar even Shit, more that's kind of dark. Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, a little Damn. Dark. Uh, they ate him. Or the hyenas did. But going that's back crazy. to the to the classic villains too, it's like even like back in the cowboy days, like the the black hat characters, you know, just just being bad to be bad. Yeah. Do, do we have any Oh the cowboy <sighs> Tombstone. Johnny Ooh. Ringo. Johnny Ringo. He was mag- magnificent. <laughs> In that movie. I'll be your huckleberry. Do we have any contemporary villains that are like bad just to be bad? And does does it work? Mm -hmm. You know, not necessarily where there's like no backstory, but it's like, hey, I'm this person and I'm going to be your bad guy. Oh, man. Because I I feel I feel like nowadays people are like, no, it's going to be grounded. Uh, What about Ben Stiller and Dodgeball? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I I think that goes even beyond the villain discussion. I, I think we've talked about even or. I don't know if we've talked on air, but even like comedies now, I think they expect people expect comedies to have more. I think Apatow really changed that. We're like, yeah. you can't just be fucking funny. Like you gotta have, oh, I just love silly romance and story yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, um, which is a shame. Um, but to answer your question, I mean, I haven't been reading a lot of like modern comic books. I'm sure they're still introducing just some like, what do you guys think about uh, Smith agent Smith? I wanted to bring that up as far as like, uh, oh. non comic book stuff. Because I wanted to bring up Smith and Hans Gruber, solid villains, honorable mentions. Uh, sure, I just love Agent Smith in that Matrix uh, movie. Like he was one of those things that added so much to that movie. And even he eventually kind of got disillusioned with the program, right? Which is always kind of a uh, fascinating thing with villains, mm-hmm. especially when the villains are more of a not the main villain. They're like the main antagonist to the story, mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily the main villain of the world. And then mm-hmm. when they start like questioning even what's going on, yeah. that's always kind of a fascinating story. Oh, yeah, that's a good angle, too. That's why I kind of liked him, too. This rogue program mm-hmm. like, originally built to take out Neo, and then he, yeah, he again starts questioning himself. I, and I love... And it's crazy because his... Neo was the one that freed him. Ooh, that's right. Thank so you, was, Mr. Like, Anderson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you hear that? Mr. Anderson, it's the sound of inevitability. So that's a wrap. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Where do villains Fuck, no, like um, Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards, um, and then you mentioned Bill the Butcher earlier, like those charismatic, charismatic people that aren't really bad to be bad, but they're you know self interested. They they're doing stuff that's going to put them in the best position and and either for what they believe or for what they want. Like, where does that fall into the category of villain? I think that works so well as a story point because a lot of us have experienced someone like that in our real lives. Like, not necessarily killing people Mm -hmm, or whatever mm -hmm, like that, mm -hmm. but we've all, I mean, I don't want to say we've all, but like, I think a good amount of people have worked with that person that's like absolutely ready to throw you under the bus so they can get that promotion. Or, or, you know, slowing you down somehow so they can look good. And so when you take a villain in a movie, and even though they might be doing something on a much grander scale, but it's just for that personal gain, 
I think it's something that we can all relate to in a way. With a character like Hans Landa is he was hired to do his job. He's a really good detective, essentially. And he's hired to do this job, and it's to hunt down the rogue Jews. And you can just do the job and do it, but this motherfucker enjoys it. It's delicious. He savors those mm-hmm. moments. He he revels in the findings of all these things. Very mm-hmm. good villain. Again, someone I can relate to being in construction when you get an inspector. <laughs> and there's the inspectors that are like, oh, oh we're going to do man. the thing. But then there's yeah. the ones that are like... <sighs> Hey there, boy. Let's see where oh, you guys shoot. messed up. Mm-hmm. And they pull out the measuring tape, and it's like <laughs> in half an inch off. <laughs> They're all German. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You're gonna tear up this whole concrete pad and report. That that doesn't happen to us, but it does happen in the pest control realm in which I'm in. Uh, we have the ag department, the agricultural department, and I've encountered one of them, and they they inspect you, and they're you know all about the rules and regulations mm-hmm. to the T, and they have zero personality like i understand they got to do a job but you know like hey you're a person like how's your day going just zero reaction <laughs> nothing i'm like whoa you love this shit them and meter maids fucking uh, dicks i <laughs> say so a good they're just doing a job man <laughs> fuck the fuck right off they're doing it too well <laughs> fuck right off hold on i'm like you no i don't sorry oh they're just doing their job we so we do work for the city of Newport Beach, and then we have a little placard that we put up on our windshield, like, hey, working for the city of Newport Beach. We got a ticket literally placed on top of that. <laughs> oh, man. She saw the placard and was just... Fuck yeah. right off. <laughs> yep, pretty but much. they're just doing their job. Well, you know, we called, and it's like the well, city... that's a true villain. <laughs> <laughs> they're, apparently, they don't even use, like, job. city employees. It was, like, a contracted, like, parking thing, and they just, they don't care. Like their answer was like anybody can make those signs. It's like yeah, but oh god, we're yeah, literally in like a service body like pickup truck. Like <laughs> we're across the street working. But, True villain. Um, so that's a good question. Anyone have any villains in their real life or experience someone that you would absolutely like? This is a villain, either to your own story or I guess to like the world. Oh man, I had a. <laughs> I work in retail. I had a store manager who was that level of petty, but um. You know, you you go from the coworker who will be like, "Well, how come he's not wearing his company mandated laminated name tag, and I have to wear mine?" Like, you know, from that to the to the top of the food chain, where we're like we're walking through the store and like, I don't like the way your shoes tied. I oh, think, I, think I won't schedule for the next three weeks, oh. and we'll see if that financial hit will uh, improve your uh, your attitude. Oh. And that I I had a, a store manager like that, and I just. We celebrated when she, she, so it's not it's not a woke story, but when she was transferred to the East Coast, like it was parties, yeah. like babies wow. were being conceived, like it was that level of celebration. Oh, um, I bet that's like, horrible. The Death Star had been, you know, destroyed. Jeez. Level of celebration. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cue the <laughs> dang celebration music. Stuff like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Toppling her statue. <laughs> <laughs> you you commissioned a statue made. Where's the small <laughs> voice? Ding <laughs> dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> witch is dead. I'll do my own voice effects. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good story. Wait, let me put my shoes on my knees. Like, <laughs> I guess, like, lucky me. I haven't had too many like villainous people. When when I used to tutor at the high school, there was a couple older teachers that were just so stubborn. Oh man, there's some teachers that's had and egotistical, yeah, and like uh, they've been there too long, yeah. And like, so me, like being you know, at, at the time I was like 18, 19, 
working there and like coming in and like, Hey, can we change the way we do this? Blah, blah, blah. And like, just the way they treated me and stuff like that. And it was just like the back and forth, like, Hey, you're still, you're still doing it this old way. Can we change the way we do this? No. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, you're screwing your students. Mm-hmm. Like, but you know, I mean, I get it. I was like literally 18, 19, like just graduated. Like there's a better way to factor. Fuck off, kid. Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> First, you know, usually every time it'd be like, no, no, I work here. I'm not a student. <laughs> and the worst was that some of them were teachers I had. Cause it was the high school we went to. So it was like, not weird at all. Hey, Mr. So-and-so. I know just last year I was your student. Now I'm here to tell you to fuck right off <laughs> and teach these students a better way to do things. Like, hey, Doug, like, no, it's Mr. Gentry now. Yeah, yeah, even all the students call me Doug. I made the teachers call me Mr. Gentry. <laughs> what about you, Jermaine? Do you have any uh, work villains? No, not really. Like, I... Mm, Name names. Elementary school, like, I'd probably say before I transferred to Jordan, uh, I think I was in third grade, we had to... <laughs> We had a calendar, um, and we had to write little short stories each each day. Ugh. And I was always behind on my calendar. You know, at the end of the month, you have to turn it in, and then you start your new month, you know, where you would just kind of journal and write in there. So my third grade teacher, because I was always behind, like it was just one of those things. You know, you're writing every day, you know, and there's just sometimes you don't know what to write. But anyway... Whatever month I was behind, she she would let the whole class. Oh, it's Mr. February is behind. Oh God! <laughs> she would man. always say like, Mr. April, do you have like like she? Like, it was just one of those things like public where shaming you, where you were just like, if I saw you in the streets, <laughs> <laughs> if you were on fire in the streets, I would piss on you to put she, you like out. in third grade. I was like, I'll throw an egg in your face. Oh man! <laughs> if only teachers like knew how traumatic. Uh, some things can be villainous <laughs> bastards. Or but parents. but but those of, one uncle. But those of our teacher friends out there, we love you guys. Oh yeah, we have a few <laughs> friends that are teachers. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are great. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we're sure you guys are. <laughs> if I saw you in the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man, video games. We didn't even like touch on video game villains. I mean, you have yours. We we've heard the story. That yeah. was our favorite one. There you go. Yeah. Mm, har- favorite. Okay. M Bison fighting wise, like like difficulty trying trying to get past a villain. Oh. It, it was probably M Bison. I, I hated him, but I at the same time, oh, I, I'm like in Street Fighter Two. That that damn head stomp. That you, shit was so. You me PTSD. And like how many times <laughs> I sat there with my Super Nintendo, like trying to beat. Man, you don't know how many quarters I wasted in the. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I would, arcade. Yeah. But I <laughs> I wish death. On Raw Julia so hard, I think I actually caused it. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> damn. 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 Oh, sorry. M. Bison. Sorry, but, M. Bison. But, but probably one of my favorite video game villains, because I've probably talked about this game so much, Metal Gear, but it was <laughs> Liquid, Liquid Snake. I just love the fact that, like, there's Solid Snake and then there's Liquid Snake. And it's, you know, they're these genetic babies, but. Hold on, what are they called? Huh? What are they called? Oh no, I'm just calling it what they're the the project that that birthed them. Uh, Gotta say it. I love I love saying it. I say the, it every day. Or I see I two hear little it, kids. I want to hear say walking it. by and they're like throwing shit. I'm like, ugh, les enfants terribles. The terrible children. Because yeah, I don't remember oh, that was like, that was the, the name of the the project that. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Ooh, yeah. Doug, feel my nipples like that birth <laughs> <laughs> But it's just I just like that that 
that Solid Snake got all the all the prominent like DNA, you know, to make him like the that super soldier. And Liquid Snake got all the the throwaway, you know, Aww. trace all the garbage stuff. And he hates the world because of what they did to him. Oh. But I mean it's so he's like a villain origin story. Didn't didn't they wasn't that like a reverse Uno? Didn't they tell Liquid Snake that he got all the the recessive genes? I and, and feel like it's one of those things, him? like they, like they <laughs> messed with him. Uh, that he was the one that actually got all the dominant genes, and and Solid Snake was the the one who got the lesser. Mm. But they told him, so they're. Was this revealed in the first one, or was I it later on? I don't remember. All those games run together in one giant movie in my head. Because I know he really died in the. Yeah. First one, so I don't know if he. Now I got to go back and play this game. Over. It was, I think, it was one of those things where they revealed it in like one of those Kodak conversations, but they didn't have like the the actual who was talking. It was like oh. one of those behind the scenes, like the puppeteers were were commenting about, oh, the, those the the dominant ones don't think he's the. So now I got to go back and do beta. a deep dive into this game. <laughs> Big boss. I'm trying to think video game villains. Even though how many games I've played, I mean, I haven't beat a lot. What about Sephiroth? Right, what makes a good Sephiroth. video game villain for you, other than like being hard to beat? Because that's usually well, the point. I, was, of I mean, that's what that's what differenti- differentiates a video game villain from uh, any other villain. Yeah, like a traditional right? is, villain. Like is that you? Difficulty. You're adding that fact that you have to you have to actually beat them. Mm. Well, you know, and and you know, some of the games have just as much storytelling as as a movie or anything else like that. So mm-hmm. a character like Sephiroth. You know, has all the stuff that would make him a villain in a movie, but now you off you also have to beat him. Fortunately for me, I was so leveled up. Like when I got to that final boss, I was like, it was it was pretty cake because I've been doing like grinding up and everything else like that. And what it was two stages, right? There was a couple stages. The Sephiroth fight. It was certainly two because I think you fought like big giant version, and then you went down to the one on one. With Cloud. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there was a, another station. I just remember those two. Yeah. Sorry. But for me, I mean, my Final Fantasy VII, the, uh, the weapons, the three, the three weapons that were around the world, those are like the, the big final bosses. I guess not really villainous because I don't know anything about mm-hmm. them other than they were hard as hell. But I want to say, you know, like, I mean, I played a lot of World of Warcraft. And I don't, I mean, none of those villains really, like Gold Diane, I guess, kind of stood out. Could anything from Warhammer, like anything from Destiny? War, Warhammer 40K is hard. I mean, there's not really villains because they're all horrible. I mean, like, the Empire is not the good guys. Like, you know, in a way, you could say, like, Horus and the Heresy, like, they were the villains, but I mean, not really. I mean, mm-hmm. the Chaos Gods themselves, I guess, would be villainous because mm-hmm. they're, yeah. they're the gods of chaos. And super interesting like going through them all like nurgle corn mm-hmm. slanesh zinch i just had to throw my but if i had weighing to on choose, the table right there it's lighter than like that. if i had are to those games are you having a stroke <laughs> <laughs> sorry a, uh, a a a video game villain that has a pretty good backstory as well as as difficulty i will go back to street fighter it would probably be akuma because he's one of those characters that's like there's these things that are forbidden, you know. These are the teachings that you're not supposed to do. Mm. These are the things that you know. These things could kill you. And he went the route, you know, because of their style. Uh, there's a you know 
quote unquote dark side to their style, you know, like Star Wars. But he went the dark route and he mastered all that stuff that they said, like, oh, you shouldn't do. This is going to kill you. And he went off and did that thing and came back and murdered everybody. But his 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 goal was always to push himself to be, you know, the best, to be great, you know, whatever it takes. So he challenged himself like he's, you know, like the opposite of Ryu, like he or even like a Goku, like he wants that fight. He wants to test himself. But if you're not worthy enough, he's just going to murder you. And he's just one of those villains that I I have to put some respect on his name because he's one of those guys that I really like. Just the fact that he went that route that they told me that I couldn't do yeah. and that I would possibly die. That any any world that has that kind of setup of like teachings and forbidden teachings and that that villain that goes that route, mm-hmm. it's it always just makes for kind of an interesting tale. That uh that sort of sparks the question, are there are there any favorite secret villains or or not secret villains? Like they're not outright the villains, but they're kind of like the underlying villains. What pops out of my head is like in episode one and two of Star Wars, it was kind of the Jedi Council Mm. that they were like, oh, we're the good guys. I'm like, yeah, but you're being a dick Mm. to this kid. And then like Qui-Gon was sort of the one who was like, no, this is how, you know, the Jedi teachings, you know, it's supposed to be. And I don't know what's going on over here. You know, so is there anything that jumps, stands out in your guys' minds of any villains that were... Kind of like, you know, again, not right out front, but they're, you think about, when you think about it hard enough, maybe they weren't designed to be the villains, but when mm-hmm. you think about it hard enough, maybe in like today's uh, lenses, you go, holy shit, that, that person was a villain. Like <laughs> another example would be um, Cobra Kai, where uh, LaRusso was kind of the villain. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, nothing really stands out. I mean, that's a great, great question. Um, Thank you. I just thought of it now. Yeah, no. Uh, and your Star Wars example is a perfect one where, like, as far as the story goes, they I were got the my pro- headphones. They were the uh, protagonist, but in like the world, looking at it, especially backwards. Um, I would say, you know, not for me, uh, but in general, going back to Warhammer 40,000, I think a lot of people, when they first approach it, just assume the Space Marines, the, the Empire, the Imperial Guard, the humans are, are the good guys. Mm-hmm. But, like, once you like actually read anything you'll realize they're fascist assholes like and you quickly realize they have you know the 12 different factions or nine i don't know and so many none of them are really really good i mean like the necron kind of are but you know they're giant killing robots so it's hard to look at them as like the good guys the tower kind of good same thing they're like this alien force is killing a bunch of people but but yeah that, that would be my example of like once you get past the surface and your desire to like want the humans to be the good guys yeah yeah they're they're absolutely not because at, at times you know you think of of um villains as like you know again uh per what we're talking about earlier of like the the classic villains the cowboys the the black hats right you know that was a bad guy because they're wearing the darker colors you know that's a good guy because they're wearing the lighter colors yeah or the 80s when it was like the russians <laughs> and then like then you get too. into the middle easterners it's like the really like easy stereotype European accent, bad guy, boom. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and nowadays, it's I, I I love that either you know the writers of whatever books, comic books, movies, and shows are are creating a more more of a gray area 
Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, here's the good guy and the bad guy. It's like, no, they're both sort of like dancing around that middle line, uh, which is which is what makes for good television because you're sort of cheering for the bad guy, like Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. I was going to use another like superhero example. Please do. Because I'm really surprised we haven't brought him up. As far as the MCU goes, Killmonger. Killmonger Ooh. was certainly Ooh. a villain that was like, yeah. Yeah. That's a fantastic example. Yeah, he he was wrong. It's like, can you can you stop? And I'll high five you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely wronged. And, and then ultimately, like, what made him so villainous was obviously he was going after our hero, Black Panther, and the way he was trying to get the power of Wakanda and stuff like that. But his motivation for villainy <laughs> yeah. outside of that story was very much like, yeah, he yeah. very much was wronged. Yeah, yeah. It's a good pull. Down with the colonizers. Uh, I have to go with uh, uh, maybe colonizers. Avatar, the last Airbender, maybe like Zuko. Because I don't know if you guys. Yeah. He well, he's one of those that kind of from, from he went from bad to good? lovable and, and likable. But 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 why was he bad though? Because his father was a douche. Treated him like a douche, and he shunned him. Oh, he did. And he shunned him, and he threw him out of the Fire Nation. And therefore, and the only way he could come back to the Fire Nation is if he brings him the Avatar or defeats the Avatar. Yeah, there there are a handful of other villains that turn out to be not so bad, and they're kind of cuddly, like uh, Vegeta. <laughs> oh, he's <sighs> I love this. Or or and That's here's my a boy. Here's a pull. Um, oh, I forget the guy's name. He's the big old sumo sumo guy in the Jackie Chan show. He was like one of the henchmen. Oh, do you know what man. I'm talking about? Uh, the Jackie Chan when the <laughs> that uh, the, show, uh, uh, the cartoon. What was his name? He doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't I'm remember his name. The Jackie Chan Adventures, huh? Yeah, yeah, Jackie Chan Adventures. Oh, cool. Go. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, one thing that I mean, we'll we'll talk in a different show about is, but this idea of villains that I think become so popular that they start turning him into the antihero. Like Harley Quinn. I was just about to say, mm. yeah. Yeah, like, and I, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of sucks. Like I so said, we'll talk about antiheroes. That's that's a whole other yeah. topic. Yeah, but, it, but it is interesting, like, when a villain becomes so popular and, like, there's marketable to it, like, that desire to, like, we could turn him into kind of a hero, <laughs> which is a shame. I mean, Harley Quinn's a fun one, though, because she's just, an, a, a, again, an eccentric character that's just ent- entertaining as hell. Yeah. Because they don't have any rules and you kind of enjoy the killings. but. Was she really a villain, or was she just in love with the madman? Yeah, which and that's and that's uh, a great point because her becoming that antihero, there was a uh, an interesting way to tell it because mm-hmm. it is questionable whether she really was that way or just yeah, so in love with the Joker mm-hmm. and brainwashed in a way or well, manipulated well, into it. it yeah, was, he like you know exploited it. Yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, I haven't read any of the comics with her, but DC didn't introduce. What's her name? Punchline. Yeah, Punchline. Like they the brought, Joker's they new boot. brought back like a villainous Harley Quinn kind of character mm-hmm. in Punchline because it's like they needed to fill that spot. Mm-hmm. Toru is that him? Toru. Yeah. Toru. Was he a villain? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was he started one of off the as a henchman. Henchman. That was a oh. good ass card. And I, and I always love those where like the bad guy becomes the good guy, and that's mm-hmm. fun. But you know. It's it's because more of their 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 origin story kind of made yeah, them. They just started off wrong, and they actually they it was nature versus right. nurture. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, you know what? Uh-huh. Ultimate villain. Before we wrap this up, um, you ever seen? Was it the Bad Seed? 
It's the bad old, seed. It's this old timey movie. I've been called the bad seed. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Ew. Drink water or some eat some uh, watermelons. Didn't say I tasted like the bad seed. Pineapples, I'm sorry, not watermelons. <sighs> Whatever. The bad seed like the black sheep? I think it was called the bad seed, but it was this this little girl, this cute little girl, blonde hair, blue eyes, and, mm-hmm. and uh she was just very evil and it was uh she would do all these things and kill people, but mm-hmm. it was it was that whole idea of like there's nature versus nurture. You know, and, and that sort of informs like all of the villains that we're talking about is were they born bad and then they get the chance to be to redeem themselves and become good, or were they always always bad? Yeah. And we didn't I mean we didn't even touch on too much horror yeah. stories and that. Oh, yeah. No, and, whole, that, and that's yeah. where that nature versus nurture really comes out. I, like I, and, and I we're running out of time. I, I I avoided the whole horror topic because that's its own genre. Yeah. And you know, uh, Halloween's yeah. around the corner. So I think yeah. we'll save it for that. But, wait, 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 wait. Hold Sorry. On, hold on. Oh, wait, go ahead. Before we go. No, wait, 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 wait. My thing is uh hold on, hold on, hold on. My, hold on. to answer my question about the villain that I hated when I was younger, but love, oh, yeah, love yeah, yeah. now. It's a cult classic. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. How dare you? <laughs> Show enough is the most over the top, ridiculous. Like it's a corny movie about this, you know. Kung Fu kid looking for the final level, aka the glow. But it's just one of these things. Show Enough was just one of those villains that I didn't like. But as I got older, I started watching. I like Show Enough better than Leroy. <laughs> like he's just one of those villains that's just. I just love everything about him. How he dresses, his over the top. And the cheesy kung fu, but just man, like everything he does, like the dialogue, like for that era, Barry Gordy's Barry Gordy, the Last Sorry. Dragon. If you haven't seen it, check it out. I'm writing it down. Um, in that same no, vein, I'm no, um, fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> I will write it down. You I gotta flip a bitch. In the back. <laughs> Video I'll, evidence. Look, I'll do it. We're up right here. Get it in. in that same vein, um, everyone's familiar with the what was it called? Sherlock Holmes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his his villain Moriarty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys watched the new one? The Ralph well, relatively new one with the uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, I was gonna say Ben Dick Cumbersnatcher. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but I think that's your your this is closer to his actual name. Oh, Doctor um, Strange. Yeah, there you go, Doctor <laughs> Strange. Con the Moriarty in that one is fucking bonkers and like really well oh, written. Fuck, you're right. Yeah, that's a great villain. Like, have you seen? Have you watched that? Yes. Series? Jermaine. Great fucking show. No, I haven't seen that one yet. Ooh, like if, good... if I could recommend one, that's like that's a really well done mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. That's all I had. Nice. Good villains. I have spoken. We have spoken. <laughs> yeah, this we could probably just keep recording like randomly, like, oh, the Dominion in Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like we, we can keep going in <laughs> like Star Trek. Yeah, you, I know we haven't yeah, got Star Trek. You we haven't that gotten into the board. We haven't got it. into the board. Oh, yeah, we haven't got into all that stuff. Yeah. villains that broke my heart. You know when when they brought when they started Star Trek The Next Generation, the Ferengi oh, were supposed to be the new. Star Trek, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they were supposed to be the new big baddie, uh, right? Because in the timeline, they had made sh- peace with the Klingons. I know how to get this out. And the Ferengi... Ferengi <laughs> 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 so ridiculous. <laughs> Go on, I'm listening. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Ego's getting spoiler. I'm just playing all the buttons. I, but, I mean, in all seriousness, mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that they created this alien race that they really thought was going to be like, Oh, people are going to hate them. They're going to be this this big villain of the story. 
and people thought they were ridiculous. And then so they ended up making the Ferengi kind of a more ridiculous thing, oh, and they mm-hmm. weren't the big baddies. Were they originally meant to be? Yeah, they were. They were Super supposed villains? to be the new Klingons of mm-hmm. of that series. So if you look at the first like seasons of TNG, like when the Ferengi would show up, they were very like kind of more evil and then they slowly turned him into the more like capitalistic like <laughs> the, the rules of acquisition <laughs> people and, and then DS, many, DS9 turned him into like just the fun Frangies that we all know and love now how many rules of acquisition are there? a lot right? I was asking because I, I don't remember oh, I, 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 mean, I, think it's one of those, I think it's one of those jokes that the, just the number keeps going higher and you higher want to sit next to them and J each other's nerd D's? <laughs> <laughs> the hype attack where we're able to show you that everything points to Star Trek yeah yeah, it should. Six degrees of separation from Star <laughs> <laughs> And before I turn into a fucking villain listening to more Star Trek stuff, <laughs> I'm going to have to start going down the Star Trek route. I really... Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but not now. You know, there's uh, been 14 <laughs> movies. Oh, Jesus Christ. And that's as good as place as any before we all turn evil. Uh, to wrap the show up, uh, check us out on TikTok, on Instagram. If there's anything that we missed, please hit us up in the comments section. No one's done it so far. I want Rudy's beautiful voice to join us in this, you know, outro section. But so far, no one's been commenting. So hit us up in the comments section. Uh, DM us, like, rate, review. We're on everything where uh, podcasts are found. Douglas? Yeah, my usual message of... Did I wake you up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's for fucking dinner? Let's go. He was lost in Star Trek. Yeah, I wasn't talking about Star Trek. Yeah. He's like, huh? Come uh, again? He's reciting the rules of acquisition. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Keep the conversation going. That's what I say every week. Um, I mean, hopefully it's with us, but I, I hope also that you're conversing with your friends about all the crazy nerd stuff. I mean, there were so many trailers that dropped this week, we didn't even touch on them. Because mm-hmm. I don't know when this episode's releasing. Anyway, converse, talk. And rant, bitch. <laughs> Bitching's good. <laughs> bitch love, at us. I love bitching. <laughs> yeah. We'll read your bitches online. We'll be like, look at this guy's bitching about this. And let us know, you know, who your uh, favorite villains are. Villains, villainous, and all that good stuff. And, you know, comment, like, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Let's let's do a is good. It, is it really good stuff? Yeah, it's is really, it really good, good stuff. stuff. It's really good stuff. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. I'm gonna some really good stuff. All right, guys, all right, let's, let's get out of our secret evil lair. <laughs> our Next. stinky, sweaty yeah. evil lair. Yeah, lair of lair. clothes. The Legion of Doom weird skull thing is sinking back in the swamp. Ooh. No, we'll see. You. We're the Legion of Gloom. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are checking us out next time. Same Same high time. time. Same high channel. Hey.